Hello. Happy uh, almost Halloween. It's been an awesome Halloween week. I'm Sean. <laughs> I'm Kate. I'm Summer. And uh, we tackled several Halloween themes uh, this week in costumes, and I've, I'm now at the very end. I've peaked. <laughs> I was thinking about that last night. Uh-huh. I was like, every single year at this point, when actual Halloween gets here, I'm yeah. like, I'm over it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we dress up today. like six days in a row. <laughs> Which is like kind of like Christmas in a way. Yeah. Or, you know, you get this buildup or whatever, and then when everyone opens their presents or whatever, it's like, oh, so that's it? That's over. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm getting a Let's drink. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm celebrating actual Halloween this year by getting my booster shot. And you're getting your flu shot, you said. Yeah, at the same time. So you're like, am I going to get sick on Halloween? Are you mixing and matching? Because I know you got the Johnson. So I'm getting Pfizer. Getting all shots. I'm getting a a vaccine cocktail in me on uh, actual Halloween. I remember (laughs) when. What a weird way to celebrate. (laughs) Remember when Johnson Johnson came out and everybody's like, it's one and done, bragging about it. And now it's like. Well, that's the lamest one of all the three. (laughs) Now it's like, does it even still work? It's time to tackle new music. And this is a weird time of year because you can get some really cool stuff around Halloween time. But then also um, we're heading into holiday season. I mentioned Christmas earlier and the new album releases and all of that start sort of, you know, tapering away. So, but some strong ones today for sure. Yeah, really strong. So we're going to tackle new releases first um, and then really excited because Lydia Knight from The Regrets is going to talk to us all about their new music. Of course, we're playing on X1039, the song Monday, which is great. And then she's going to talk about uh, their other new music that's coming. So we'll talk to her after we tackle new releases on X1039's What's New Now. Remember, you can rate, review, subscribe, and get notified of new episodes every week. I'm going to start with the new album from The War on Drugs. This is the first album that they put out since winning the Grammy for, what was it, Best Rock Band or something? That was such a big It was was like so long ago, right? (laughs) But also remember there was like, that's, there were people mad about it, I think, but they get mad every year over that stuff. Yeah, I'm really over the anger at the Grammys. Like, who cares? Like the Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's so mad every year. I'm like, what do you expect? Anyway, War on Drugs, really great. And what I really appreciate about this album is the title track for the album, I Don't Live Here Anymore, is the single we heard and the preview of the album we got. And what I really appreciate about albums like this is it's not the best song on the album. Do you know what I mean? Like you dive into it. It was literally just a preview. It set you up for what to expect. And I think it did a really good job of that. This current, this I love that song. It is a great, that's the great one of the weaker songs. Forget about it. (laughs) Very 80s ish. I love that. Yeah. Very, the vibe I get from this album is very like Bruce Springsteen open road. That's kind of what, that's the, those are the words I literally wrote down when I was listening to it. So then of course it gives me bleachers vibes. (gasps) I got Uh, it. I got him in. <laughs> we haven't talked about it. bleachers in like three months. What are we doing? I don't so there we know. go. Um, but that just happened. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a because you know there's albums that come out and you're like, oh, this yeah. is obviously the single because it's the best song. Like, where are they going to go from here? But this title track set it up really well. This album was recorded over the span of three years, which is kind of crazy. I believe that. But you hear it like it's it's just. It's an experience. I love it. I think it's great. My standout songs opens with a really gorgeous song, Living Proof, which is kind of a ballad. And then it really launches into the anthems that make up the album. Um, I Don't Want to Wait is a really cool song. Check that out. It has a cool Phil Collins in the air tonight. 
opening, uh, but it kind of builds the same too. Change is another good one. So of course we'll add those to the Spotify playlist. You can check them out. It's a it's a long album, but there's not that many songs. Their songs are just really long. <laughs> so I want to point it. out anytime there's great songwriting, like especially with like the alternative side of things, when there's uh, great lyrics and if my husband is listening to what, like what I'm listening to, if I'm, if I'm, you know, listening to this album or whatever, he'll just automatically reference Bruce Springsteen. Really? This is <laughs> Everything. Go-to? Like the new Lumineers song, whenever he hears it, he's oh, yeah. like, he'll text me when we play Brightside and he'll say, another Bruce Springsteen <laughs> knockoff. <laughs> knockoff? I'm like, no, like, do you don't know this band? Like, this is not, this is one song from them. That's so anyway, I just thought it was, me. that's what went into my head when you were comparing <laughs> i was like it's great songwriting that's why it's yeah, storytelling right? they're storytellers that's you know? true <laughs> it's interesting to me that i love all of these like almost 80s sounding bands and 80s is my least favorite decade of music but now and you I know why explain why but now you know why it is references like one of the greatest decades of uh, music yeah. there was a, think, an incredible mix of sounds that came that's out that's true, so true. Yeah. i kind of knock the a lot of the new wave stuff i don't know why like the really annoying new wave. well but just so you know back in the day new wave was knocked i mean there okay. was it was made fun of and you know but it was their great songs a lot of great music a lot of cheesy stuff yeah Summer, what you got? What did you listen to? Yeah, Wolf Alice released the deluxe edition of the Blue Weekend album, and it is so good. They have live versions. They're calling them pool sessions. Mm. Of course, you know, we're playing Smile right now, and mm-hmm. I'm so into that song. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. So um, That album is fantastic. So I, haven't yeah. dove, I haven't dove into that deluxe version, I but I didn't know that, that was even coming out. I yeah. saw it. I saw it on a streaming platform and I was like, wait, what is this? I'm glad to know this. Super cool because um, they also, on the album is a new song. It's a cover of uh, an artist named Alex G. And he's an indie artist out of Pennsylvania. And the song's kind of like banjo-y. It's called Bobby. And I just love it. They nail it. And you know, they're from the UK. Not to say that people in the UK don't play banjos, but like I don't ever correlate that in my mind, Mm -hmm. being from here. It's a really great cover. And just this album is great. Even the live sessions, like that's that's really what why did they me. call it pool or was it know. by a pool? <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> right? I want to see Wolf the Alice by a pool. Hell yeah, that'd be they cool. have two sold out nights in Denver. You cannot blink on Wolf Alice. I mean, they have a huge fan base. Um, pretty incredible band, and that album it will definitely be in my top five this year. Yeah, N- no doubt. For sure. And a little honorable mention, uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Like you said, the holidays are coming. So like lots of reissues came out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Cab's photo album got reissued digitally. Mm-hmm. Ooh, love it. Yes. Uh, of course, that one came out in 01, one of the first albums mm-hmm. that I really got into with them. So really excited to check that out and see maybe what they've added to it. I haven't really gotten a chance to dive in this morning, mm-hmm. but uh, an honorable mention there, they are releasing the vinyl in spring of 2022. Oh, that'll be uh, pricey. <laughs> it, I, you, I mean, it will be pricey. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know why they would do it for the holidays. It'd be perfect. But oh, those are digital. great gifts. Yeah. Is that really 20 years ago? Yes. Yeah. Nuts to think about that. Yeah. It, and, but you know what's crazy is it doesn't ever feel like a Y2K era of anything. No. It's such a unique right. sound for that time era. All right, well, I... I said that this album would probably also be in my top five of this year, but it is a different genre. We're talking about Mastodon's 
new album, Hushed and Grim, but we've been covering it here. And I want to say, if you're not, if you think that Mastodon is some metal band, like if you're not into Mastodon, if you've never listened to them, they are, they are just beyond that. I don't think that they permanently should dwell in anything called a metal genre just because, um, I don't know, they just, they have such a different sound and a different vibe. They're their own genre, in my opinion, yeah. but I'm also a super fan, so that's dumb for me to just <laughs> be like, yes, they're all on their own island, uh, this Mastodonish island, um, but Hush and Grim is just dark, it's sad, it's heavy, it's lots of layers, um, which is what you get with any Mastodon album, anything that they do is multi-layered and fantastic and heavy, but I will say... The darkness and the sadness in this album as a whole, of course, goes all the way back to 2018 when they lost their longtime manager, Nick John. It was a, a heavy time for them. It's been a heavy time for them. And this album revolves all around that. So be prepared. Do not think you're going to go into this album with like songs about uh, ancient times and you know um it's it's hard it's there's some really heavy hard lyrics and a lot of pain um a lot of love and there's hope and but at the same time wow they've really they've really outdone themselves in this past several years of just leading up to this album i can't imagine what it's like they exercise some demons for sure for this album so um real quick the album opens with uh pain with an anchor strong opening a lot of layers right away so you know what you're getting with the album uh the beast is an interesting song for mastodon it has like a it has like a country song opening Ooh. but it has marcus king on it who's like an americana artist nice. who's collaborated with brent hines so uh, they've played together, so that was cool. Um, it was a surprise in there. If you just go into the album not reading too much about it, you like each song is a different ride. Love for it. sure. That's I great. love mixing you know sounds like that. Yeah. Uh, and they for a do band it like that. on this album a lot. So Dagger, um, Dagger is if you need a specific like add a new song to your Halloween playlist tonight, this weekend, or whatever. Choose Dagger off of this album. It is dark. It's gothic. It's just a crazy, spooky song from them. Um, Had It All is a really sad song. Nothing Else Matters is what comes to mind. Like, this is their Nothing Else Matters song. It's the closest thing to a, a ballad that I think they've ever done. But it's it's crazy. It has Troy Sanders' mom on it playing French horn. So there's like a... I love it. A, no, but it's so beautiful. Like, it's not like overwhelming or anything like that. Um, it has uh, Kim Thiel from Soundgarden. Nick John's favorite band was Soundgarden. Mm -hmm. So they invited him oh, to play on sweet. this. That's and really cool. Yeah, it's just... And it ends with uh, Gigantium, which the last three songs on the album are like eight minutes long. <laughs> That's what you were saying. It's a, it's a long one. It's All the other songs album. clock in at like five minutes or whatever. But the last three songs, you could almost... I felt with those last three songs and then Gigantium like ending the album in a huge way and in a kind of a really sad way. But it feels like those last three songs on the album should be like, like their own 
album or yeah. something or like collectively listen to like in a row together, just like they purposely oh, lined it up it. that way. So it is a double album. It's their only double album they've, you know, dished out for us so far. So, and real quick to dive into the album cover, if you just stare at the album cover, um, it was done by Paul Romano, uh, work hardened on Instagram, by the way, if you want to look him up, but he broke down every panel to the album on Instagram. Oh, that's so cool. And he talks about all the different panels. But the most striking thing on the album cover, and I messaged my friend Dave, who works with Mastodon, and I asked him this before I said this because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him, but I want to make sure. In there, the tree, it's called like the tree of seeds or something on the album cover. Um, in the center inside the tree is a face, and it's Nick John. But I, I was like, immediately I knew it was Nick John, but... I had to ask just to make sure before I talked about it today. So it's definitely him. And it's just, it's, if you've ever lost someone really close to you, um, he died to, uh, you know, fighting pancreatic cancer. So if you've ever lost anyone close to you or, uh, someone you love dearly, like you're going to feel it in this album. So go check it out. Hushed and Grim, Mastodon, fantastic. Congratulations. And uh, I'm I'm sad with you guys, but I'm also happy with you guys. So Aww. I took video of you talking about Mastodon. Just you just now. did. I was like, I'm sneaking <laughs> it. And I'm like, <laughs> you look exactly how you should. I'm like sweating. Pa- talking style. about Mastodon right now. I um, look exactly how you should. I was Wait, listening describe to Describe what you're dressed as for, okay, the, for so, the people. Um, I am dressed as La Llorona. Um, La Llorona is... Uh, this character, this awful woman that I was told about all of my childhood mm-hmm. and all of my life growing up in New Mexico. Um, I know it's a regional sort of tall tale woman uh, or whatever. Um, but anyway, so the story of La Llorona is that, and it comes in so many different forms, so many different versions of it. But the base of it is that um, she murdered her kids. She drowned them. For a man that didn't want her love. And she was in love with a man. He didn't want her. And so she he, she drowned their children, basically. Yeah. That's just the base story. Okay? Yeah. But they used to tell us this story. Like but before bed. I know in. what they really would tell you <laughs> is to outside. like scare you from like going around water. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because her punishment is that she roams lakes and ditches and Creeks in New Mexico and... we have a lot of ditch ditches, irrigation ditches, and children da- drown in these ditches a lot. Like oh, we God. would yeah, it and arroyos like kill kids. They would play in them and then when we get water floods or whatever um, so I believe it was a way to keep children away from water, yeah, from drowning. That makes sense. I was always told the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, she's gonna so, get you. Yeah, but I I would lay awake at night sometimes thinking that I heard her. Oh, yeah, but it was it. probably just coyotes. But sure. like I would think that's La Llorona. She's gonna <laughs> come get me. Also, like teenagers, like if you're making out by um, by the lake or if you're down by the river, she's going to come get you at night. It's just really keep you out of trouble at night. Sure. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> but she's often like glorified as like this, like Dia de los Muertos look. And I just was like, no, that's not what she would look like. She would have the heads of her children on her, which is what I had. Yeah, skulls dangling oh on me. Oh my God. All right. So there you, you go. Look, that's well, a, You look terrifying. So good. I can't wait to see this video. This <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'll my post God. it on our uh, Instagram all right, story. All right. All excited talking oh. about Mastodon is La Llorona. 
we're going to talk to Lydia Knight of The Regrets. I do want to point out one more. God, there's so much music every week there to talk is. about. Um, honorable mention, shout out to the band Geese, who released their debut album today. It is like the quintessential indie rock debut album. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, so good. Their song, Low Era, is an amazing song. One of my favorites I've heard in a long time. I've played it on our X1039 New Now show for a while. I just can't take it out of the playlist every week. <laughs> I love uh, Very Franz like Ferdinand cool. kind of style, but the whole we'll album, they kind of channel it seems like so many different. Very Look cool. them up. Show them some love. And let's drop Gods, oh, uh, G-O-D-Z real quick. A uh, very cool song that's out there. Bad Blood. Um, just discovered, turned on, sent to us. And um, you're probably going to start hearing it here and there on X1039. So let us know if you dig it. Kate, will you add that to the playlist? Yep. We're going to add all all of the songs. Well, select songs from the albums we talked about. There we go. One more. I I started diving (laughs) into this. uh, The Harder They Fall, that new um, movie that's coming out on Netflix. Just visit that soundtrack. That's all I'm going to say. Go check it out. It's very cool. There. That's it. There you go. All right, we're here with Lydia Knight from The Regrets. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. Of course, we're playing your new song, Monday. We love it. Uh, I would love to hear from you, just kind of dive into both background on the song, what it's about, and also the creation, because I, I know it was created in a really unique time. Monday was written about pretty much exactly a year ago, give or take. Um, and I wrote it on Zoom with two of my writer friends, Tim Pagnotta and Michelle Buzz. And it was like a very weird period where I had just, I'd finally gotten used to writing songs via Zoom with strangers. And like, <laughs> it was kind of at the switching point where I all of a sudden decided I loved it. And like, started really appreciating the rolling out of bed and then having just a nice routine and kind of the disconnect made it easier to connect in certain ways. Um, And so this song, you know, came from a place when I was very, very anxious and having a lot of um, struggles with my mental health and going through things that I think a lot of people can probably relate to that they, um, you know, I think a lot of people struggled and hit new heights of, or new lows, I should say with their mental health this past throughout the pandemic and whatnot. And for me, um, Monday really helped me talk about that and just kind of communicate that. Um, and you know, like one of the, the main hook of the song is, Hey, I'm still alive. And I think that that was kind of what I had to be telling myself like every single day, because there were a lot of days where um, that just had to be enough and like going and making breakfast and breathing the air was like enough. Um, And yeah, I, I, I feel so grateful for Tim and Michelle that they let me sort of break down via zoom what I was feeling and, Um, It it feels really therapeutic and awesome that that's our first song back as well. So you said you got used to writing over Zoom and you loved it. What was it about writing over Zoom that you maybe preferred? I wouldn't say I preferred it, but why I think I felt like grew to love it was just because I think that 
I hadn't really done ever. I, 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 in the past was very close-minded in terms of who I wanted to write music with and collaborate with and everything. And so this made it a lot easier to learn to appreciate other songwriters because I got to such a, a place of boredom with my own songwriting and, and felt like I was hitting a wall with writing with myself because that's literally the only thing I can, could do. And in the past, it's like, oh, well, I'm, you, we're touring and now I'm home and I can't wait to sit and write in bed and whatever. And so it was really nice. But, but because all I could do was songwrite, I was just like, after a few months or a month of it, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sick of my own voice and my own opinions and my own outlook. <laughs> and so it was such a great kind of entrance into, you know, me calling Kate from, she's our A&R at Warner and being like, can I, I need to write with other people, like help me. Like I, I want to do this now um, was awesome because I just, it, it, it opened my brain so much. And then I was able to like really view, just view it in such a different light. And then also, you know, not sitting in traffic, driving to some studio in Malibu to do a session or whatever. Like there was no time to separate personal issues I was just waking up and rolling out of bed and still stuck in all of my own shit and my own, like everything else I was dealing with stayed. I was in the same environment. So it made it really easy to, to tap into that. I don't think everyone had that experience from what I've heard, but for me, it was like, great. <laughs> I think our lives getting upended last year. I think a lot of our priorities changed, our perspective changed. I know it certainly did around here for us. And we never did interviews like this over Zoom. When we couldn't do in-person anymore or band interviews, we started doing this. Uh, this was the next best thing. But before, we wouldn't really talk to anybody unless you were coming through, probably. Coming through town and you could stop by the studio. So this is something that, you know, we've kept. It totally refreshed and reset the way that people do things, I think, forever. It's weird. So your other songs, you say this song's like a pandemic song. Um, are your other songs coming also inspired more by what you went through last year? Did you have different ideas before and after last year you maybe changed focus a little bit? I think it all happened really naturally. Cause like even with Monday, I don't even, I don't necessarily think of it as a pandemic song and more of like more of in this whole writing process for this new album. It was so, it was a lot of facing inward instead of looking outward for inspiration because there were no big events really. I mean, there were massive events happening, but no um, daily, you know, I wasn't going out and having social interactions or doing any of that. So I, it was a lot of like looking in on what's going on throughout the experience. And um, that's where Monday came from. And a lot of the album just naturally comes from is, is sort of the result of what happens when you're, stripped back and forced to really like take a deep dive into oneself which is terrifying and it's definitely more vulnerable and scarier than ever in terms of that kind of songwriting but also more therapeutic and more exciting to me than ever because um it felt like I got to to a real core of my my person <laughs> what were you listening to a lot in the last year or so a lot of Charlie XCX, like throughout the pandemic, a lot, a lot of 1975, a lot of 
kind of comfort music, like certain classic, I don't know. I grew up on Gwen Stefani is like my idol and my everything. So I went back to her a lot and no doubt a lot and Britney and um, Madonna, like kind of a lot of trying to dance the pain away was what was going on for sure. And then every now and then crying to Joni Mitchell. So what's the focus now, like getting ready for a big year for you next year? Next year is going to be crazy. I'm so excited for next year. Like our our calendar this year is so like sporadic. And then next year is just like, (laughs) what's the plan for you next year in terms of touring? Do you have anything nailed down? Anything specific? Everywhere. I hope like, I think things are still up in the air, but a lot of festivals that got rebooked that we're really excited for and new festivals. Um, and headline touring to just all of the above. Like we're going to be all over the place and I cannot wait. (laughs) We actually just recently played, we played Ohana Fest and before that we played a, a show in Santa Barbara and that was unbelievable. Like that was genuinely the most fun I've had in so long. It was so fun. Well, we can't wait for live shows, more live music, more music from you guys. I'm curious from you. Um, one more question before I let you go. Thank you for jumping on with me. If you look back at the beginning of the regrets to now, in what ways do you think you've grown the most? That's a hard one. Cause I feel like in every single aspect on a personal level and as a band, we've grown in so many ways. Um, I think as a band, we have really found our footing and found ourselves on this album. And that sounds like such a cliche thing or like a silly thing to say, but it's true. Like, I feel like it's the first time where the four of us put our brains together and really, um, created something that, that finally felt like us and felt like exactly who we are in this moment in time Um, more than ever. Like I think in the past we've, you know, I think we've had a great, um, every album is, is really represented a different point in time for us, but this just feels like, I guess more found ourselves as adults, I'll say like found ourselves more than ever as all of us being adults and being grown up. And um, that's really special for me. Kate, that was awesome. Thank you for uh, bringing Lydia from The Regrets on. I love, love Monday. I can't wait to hear what they have coming. So with that, um, keep in mind, you can get our app, the X1039 app. It's in your app store. It's free. So if you're out of our area and can't like listen, listen, we have a companion show to this, which you do on Sundays from five to seven. So this Sunday, I'm sure you'll be playing the regrets and a lot of what we've talked about. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We're on drugs. You can skip the mastodon. It's fine. I get it. I'll throw some Wolf Allison too. To, yeah. To tell, tell people about that. Um, grandson Kesha have a new song out. Yep. Um, going to play a new uh, I guess kind of new inhaler sure, out baby. for a while but how long have I been bragging about <laughs> yeah. inhaler it they're so good yeah I uh, love that band yeah and their people 
are just now like, hey, what do you think about this song? I'm like, a year later, um, <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But so I'm glad of, you're going to play that. So. Yeah. A lot of good stuff on Sunday. And then you can also dive into the playlist here and listen to what we've talked about so far. Let's have a good Halloween finale. How's that? That sounds good. We're wrapping up Amazing. the Halloween weekend. And so, I'm tired. I'm tired too. <laughs> we still got one more day to go. I, I know. We still have a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're local, come out to our party uh, tomorrow night. Carefree Bar and Grill. <laughs> 8 to 10. All Boom. Right. Did Love it. it.